Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode eight of the Sovereign Health Podcast. This is the Red Diva, Persephone Rose, and today we're talking about a tool that binds all of my other tools together, a bridge, if you will, between the physical and the metaphysical. I can honestly say that I would not be who and where I am today without this resource. I want to introduce you to, or refresh your memory about, EFT tapping. We're going to cover a brief history, some of the science behind it, an overview of how to do it, and run through a script that I've written just for us about our commitment to stacking the odds in our favor with acts of nourishment and a desire to live sovereign. I am, as usual, recording in my antique apartment building in the heart of the Willamette Valley in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. It is a beautiful August evening. I am having one of those sentimental moments when you realize summer is passing, not exactly fading, but passing, and you haven't quite done all the things you wanted to do yet. I have spent the past two almost three weeks, doing what has felt like a whole lot of nothing because I hurt my low back and have been taking way too many pain meds and a ton of anti-inflammatory supplements and not getting much work done on my business and leaving my clients all hanging while I literally lay on my back on the living room floor. But also, This was the perfect time to do a lot of tapping, EFT tapping, that is, because I know that my body and my mind and my spirit and myself with a capital S are all connected. There is not one thing that happens in one realm that does not also affect what happens in the other. So if I am having a physical ailment, I'm going to bet that there are corresponding beliefs or fears or traumas that are contributing to it. And with the right tool, dun da da dun, EFT tapping, I can ask my body and myself with a capital S to talk to each other about it. Gary Craig is considered the father of emotional freedom technique, which I feel is a fairly cheesy name, and I wish he had called it something else. He studied and learned from Dr. Roger Callahan, who was the one who truly discovered the concept of meridian tapping in his psychotherapy practice in, I I think, the late 60s, early 70s. Dr. Callahan called the practice thought field therapy, and he figured out a whole bunch, many, many combinations and sequences for different problems that worked well within the container of a practitioner-client relationship. Gary Craig took that concept and figured out the simplest sequence that pretty much covers all the bases and turned it into what is basically an almost entirely self-help practice for working on our stuff. 
and all the dark shadowy things that are buried in our subconscious. Incidentally, the story of how Dr. Callahan came onto his discovery is pretty interesting. It was through working with a woman who had a terrible water phobia. She could hardly drink water from a glass or wash her hands or brush her teeth, let alone go swimming. And they had been working together in his therapy practice for for quite some time to no avail. And then Dr. Callahan, he had a friend or he read a book or a paper or something on acupuncture and the meridian system that Eastern medicine systems are based on. And he had been kind of curious and had been doing some personal studying on it. And one day he was sitting with this hydrophobic client in his office with a glass door that looked out over a swimming pool, exposure therapy of sorts. But she was terrified, panicked, and he got curious, I guess, and he he decided to guinea pig this client. And he asked her where she felt the fear in her body. And she identified it in her body in a particular place. And he asked her to tap on the meridian point under her eye as she felt that fear and described it to him. So she started doing that and talking about her fear of water and what that panic felt like in her body as she tapped on that point. Except that after a while, she stopped and said, I don't feel it anymore. And she kept tapping and walked over to the glass door and looked at the swimming pool. And she kept tapping and she opened the door. And after a while, she kept tapping while she walked over to the swimming pool. And after a while, she kept tapping while she took off her shoes and socks, sat down on the edge of the pool, and put her feet in the water. Red Diva Sovereign Health is trying to grow at faster than a snail's pace, but solopreneurship is difficult. There is more work to be done than one person can do, and yet... The average solo business person can't afford to hire help until they've spent a couple of years putting in 60 to 70 hour weeks, which I will not do because, well, that is neither sovereign nor healthy. If you have experience with or the desire to learn how to make pretty things in Canva or do some website or landing page building in Squarespace or building some programs and courses in Modern and would like to engage in building a sovereign life with the support of personalized one-on-one coaching, I would like to talk to you about trading some virtual assistant work for some coaching time. If you're interested, my friends, PM me on the Red Diva Sovereign Health Facebook page or email me at percyrose at reddiva.com. There is so much science looking at this seemingly woo-woo practice of changing your mind. Almost every year, I subscribe to the World Tapping Summit at thetappingsolution.com, and I almost never get around to listening to all the interviews with all the practitioners 
but I am a nerd. And so I do love to listen to the scientists talk about the real-time cool stuff that happens when we tap. Tapping is based on the same meridian system that acupuncture and reflexology are based on, and we tap on very specific pressure points on the face and body and hands. And this sequence of tapping itself balances the hemispheres of the brain turns on the parasympathetic nervous system, which automatically turns off the sympathetic nervous system and takes us out of fight or flight. So this can just feel good without any setup statements or scripts or thinking or saying anything. Coming into a state of calm just feels dang good. But here's what's cool. When you feel into or think about, or remember something painful or traumatic, and you tap, you are experiencing that, and you are coming out of fight or flight. So you're basically telling your brain and your nervous system, okay, look, this is happening. See, we're doing this. We're remembering this. We're feeling this. And oh, by the way, we don't have to have a trauma response about it. Researchers have seen neural pathways change in real time in response to tapping. Our brain and our nervous system learn to associate a state of calm with something that it previously reacted to. I encourage you to go on the Facebook page and look at the video, the video of me tapping through some of the things that came up for me as I tapped on my heart back because This is a really good example of how tapping can help you release patterns and beliefs and fears that may be lodged in our neural pathways and in our bodies that we don't even know about. I would tap while focusing on my pain and it would help lessen my fight or flight response to it, which helped reduce the pain. But when I started wondering out loud, about what this back pain might mean to my selfness, some interesting things came up. Now, I recognized that this pain was occurring in my base or foundation or red chakra. So I wondered if maybe I had some issues with feeling like I had a firm foundation or not, if I felt stable and supported or not, if I felt safe or not. It also occurred deep in the hips where they connect to the spine and the pain kept me from moving. So I wondered if there were beliefs or fears that kept me out of balance or stuck or unable to move. And I knew from reading Louise Hay's classic book, You Can Heal Your Life, which is an excellent place to start connecting the dots between disease and the body and some correlating fears or beliefs. But I knew from that book that low back pain is pretty classically associated with financial insecurities as well as relationship insecurities. And so I started asking my pain, asking my back itself, if there were things that I needed to know about that. So now I'm tapping not just on the physical pain, but on feelings and fears and beliefs that I didn't know I had 
until they came to the surface during this process. And now I can retrain my brain to not have a trauma response to the fear of being alone or the terror around being financially destitute or the stuckness that comes from a fear of being seen or of not being good enough. And not only can I change the neural pathways to not have a fight or flight response, I can then turn my statements around and create new neural pathways that believe what I actually want them to believe, that I am always safe because I am supported by the universe, I'm surrounded by loved ones, and that in fact, I have my own back, both physically and metaphorically. So sometimes I will start tapping on an issue that is about myself with a capital S instead of about the body that I live in. I might tap on like I'd have to I'd like to have a better re- friendship with my mom or a better conduit to money or more self-love. And when I think about it, I can usually feel a sensation about that situation in my body somewhere. So I can focus on that sensation, on the feelings I have about that situation and about the situation itself and tap And as I tap, I teach my nervous system to not be in fight or flight about this situation. And in that calmness, some memories or images or thoughts will come up that I had no idea were related to this subject, but there they are. And I can usually see some sort of correlation. And I can tap on whatever it is that came up to let my nervous system know It's okay to let that go. And I can choose to follow any thought or image or feeling that comes up as a result of tapping down any and all rabbit holes that present themselves. But it's also cool that I can tap about something physical or metaphysical and simply recognize that there are undoubtedly things thoughts, beliefs, patterns, incidences, stressors, traumas, fears that have become entwined with that thing or circumstance or situation that have exacerbated that thing, that are related either as a cause or a result of that thing that are now keeping that thing solidly in place. And I can choose to release those things without actually chasing them down the rabbit holes. I can say out loud as I tap, I don't have to know what those things are in order to release them. I just choose to release them. So how do you tap? What's the protocol? I'm going to tell you the physical, logistical process, and then I'm going to walk you through a tapping script that I've written about sovereign health. Every time we start a tapping session, we tap with three or four fingers of one hand on the pinky side of the other hand. This is very aptly called the side of the hand point, but it has also been called the karate chop point 
which is kind of a bit more descriptive. But we tap on the side of the hand, and three different times we say a setup statement, or I like to call it a truth-telling statement that always ends with, I love and accept myself. So you could tap and say, even though I don't always act in ways that are best for my health, I completely love and accept myself. Again, although I sometimes give up my own sovereignty by eating foods that I know will affect my vibrancy, I choose to love and accept myself anyway. And again, lately, I have let my blood sugar get out of balance quite often, and I know it makes me not feel good, but I completely love and accept myself. And then we start the tapping sequence. The first point is the eyebrow point, and it's just on the inside end of the eyebrow, on the edge of the eye socket, just where you might say the eye ends and the nose begins. The second point is the side of the eye point, and it's just below the outside end of the eyebrow, on the bone of the eye socket, just at the corner of the eye. Then we tap on the under the eye point, which is on the edge of the eye socket below the eye. Imagine about straight down from the center of the pupil. Then we tap under the nose, right on that little divot that we all have between the nose and the upper lip. This is called the philtrum, by the way. Then we tap on the chin point just below the crease between the lower lip and the chin. Then we tap on the collarbone point, which on either side is in a soft, fleshy spot just below the jut point of the collarbone. Then we tap on the under the arm point, which if you are a bra wearer, it would be just below the armpit where the top of the bra would be. And you can either tap this spot by hugging your arm across your chest or by flipping your elbow out like a chicken wing and tapping on the same side as your arm. And then lastly, we, top, we tap on the top of the head, just on either and or both sides of the midline, the top of the skull. Any of these points you can tap on either side of the face with either hand. There is some evidence that tapping on both sides at the same time is a bit more effective, but to be honest, I tap a lot when I'm driving or doing something else. So I tend to tap a lot with one hand on one side and then occasionally switch sides. Okay, so I'm going to walk us through a little tapping session. And if we were in person sitting across from each other, I would say the statement out loud, and you would repeat it after me, either silently or out loud. But please note, remember that it's not necessary for you to say exactly what I say. You can say or think whatever feels right or comes up for you. And again, you don't have to say or think anything to benefit from simply tapping on these meridian points in this sequence. So let's start on that side of the hand point and say, even though there are areas of my life where I am not sovereign, I completely love and accept myself. 
Again, there are areas, both physical and metaphysical, where I have given my sovereignty away, but I love and accept myself anyway. Again, still tapping on the side of the hand. Even though I value sovereignty, I value my physical health and my metaphysical health, but I often live out of accordance with those values, I love and accept myself anyway. Now we're going to tap on the eyebrow point. There are things I should be doing that I'm not doing. Outside of the eye, there are things I shouldn't be doing that I am doing. Under the eye, I should be balancing my blood sugar. Under the nose, I should be practicing gratitude. On the chin, I should be making time for my adventures and pleasures. On the collarbone, I should be exercising more. Under the arm, I should be getting in touch with my own values. On the top of the head, but I keep not doing what I want or know that I should do. On the eyebrow point again, that was a lot of shoulds. Outside the eye, being sovereign does not involve striving or shame. Under the eye, being sovereign involves self-love and acts of nourishment. Under the nose, I can choose to defy the status quo with baby steps or with giant leaps. On the chin, I can be sovereign in any moment by choosing the most relevant act of nourishment, collarbone. And over time, I can choose more and more acts of nourishment. Under the arm, just one is good, two is better, and more than that stacks the odds in my favor. Top of the head, the more acts of nourishment I choose and the more I tap about it, the more sovereign I am in any given moment and over time. On the eyebrow point, I choose to be a person who chooses sovereignty. Outside the eye, I choose to think about every bite of food I put in my mouth as often as I can. Under the eye, I choose to learn about balancing my blood sugar. Under the nose, I choose to practice gratitude. On the chin, I choose to get comfortable with my own values and figure out what my big rocks are. On the collarbone, when I know what my values are, and I live in alignment with them, I have motivation to commit to the small, repetitive daily actions. Under the arm, when I commit to the small, repetitive daily actions, I feed my body and myself so that I can live in integrity and enjoy my big rocks. On the top of the head, I am the sovereign of my own life. 
So take a couple of breaths and just notice how that feels. If you were tapping on a much more specific issue, you might rate your level of stress about it on a scale of 1 to 10 at both the beginning and at the end of the session so that you could truly notice the reduction of cortisol. When I was writing this script with the three rounds of tapping through the points, I ended up repeating that last round where we turned it around and started tapping on the reality that we want to create about three more times by itself. So feel free to press pause and rewind a bit and do any or all of that over and over. This has been a brief intro into the biggest, most groundbreaking tool in my toolbox. I am constantly writing new tapping scripts on a bazillion different topics, and I really want to start sharing those on Facebook and maybe on the blog. If there is a particular topic or subject that you would like to have a tapping script for, please email me at percyrose at reddiva.com, P-E-R-C-Y-R-O-S-E at R-E-D-D-E-V-A dot com. I am grateful for your listening ears. I am grateful for the opportunity to tap with you. I am grateful that the more I explain tapping and create scripts for it, the more I get to tap and rebalance my own nervous system. I am so grateful for this beautiful summer evening. I am grateful for Alitude.com and technology that allows me to come into your energetic space for a few minutes every other week. Thanks for sharing that space with me. This is the Red Diva, Persephone Rose. Thank you for listening to Episode 8 of the Sovereign Health Podcast. Please, please, please go out and have a beautiful day.